You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport Podcast. Back for another week, the final week, actually, of our long and illustrious and elite 2023 All Talk series on SEN. People are calling it the greatest season of all time. They are, and... That's many, what people are saying. Many Not people, many. well, many people that he got in touch with us and said, how the fuck did we not win an ACRA? People are shocked. People are dismayed. Yeah. People are... Picketing, uh, rioting, picketing, burning effigies. That's right. How Pe- did these two not win an ACRA? That's what people are saying. ACRA for Tom and Addy. ACRA for Tom and Addy. You didn't even say your own name right. You called yourself Addy. Eddie, Addy. Look, it's been a long season. It has. But it's been a great season. It's been a great season. Shout out to SCN. But shout out to our final guest, yeah. the great, the powerful, the everyman, really, yeah. Jared Croker, Goulburn slash Canberra's favourite son. Yep. 300 games of rugby league football. Tom, would I would it be... Would I be correct in saying that he may be the man of the people? I think he's the man of the people. He's, uh, so, as I said, 300 games plus of rugby league football. Third, I think, on the all-time rugby league point scorers list. Um, Just one of the... uh, Likeable, lovable. Knockabout, loves his trots, loves his ponies. We talk a bit about that. Likes his paces, likes his trotters. Likes his paces, likes his trotters. Uh, Now officially retired... Can barely run a kilometre these days. Seems very content, very happy, very relaxed. Yeah. Very complete. Yeah, he's complete or he's completing, mid-completion. Yeah. We might have brought him to completion. Let you be the judge. Yeah. We'll let you be the judge. Anyway, uh, one more time this year, uh, another the final All Talk. Thanks again to everyone for listening. Enjoy Jared Croker. So you're you're in Goulburn, are you? I'm in Goulburn, mate, yeah. We... um we uh, had, a, had a few things on the weekend. We're in Sydney and we went to fly to Canberra and um, ended up not flying home. Got to lift back home because our kids are in Goulburn with their uh, grandparents, mate. And yeah, ended up stuck here and got to get a lift home this afternoon. Just <laughs> oh, a shame. Two kids, mate, and no car. It's great. How, how old are they? Uh, three and one. Oh, mate, the same age yeah, as me. Boys. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, boys. Far out. I got two girls. Yeah. Three and one's a fucking. It's a full-on age, isn't it? There's no terrible twos. It's threes, mate. And the one-year-old's not um, walking or doing any get. He's just a bit lazy and doesn't want to do much, so he's a bit sooky. Terrific. Good um, to be back in Goulburn, mate. God's country, mate. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you Goulburn's favourite son? Um, don't know, mate. We'll have to um, – there's probably a few. Toddy Carney will probably have something to say. to say about that. But yeah, 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 <laughs> well, uh, he got kicked out, Cornish. didn't he? They did kick him out for a while. Um, Mitchie Cornish, also another Golden Boy. Oh, yeah. um, Gavin Miller, I seen Gavin down the pub last week. Mm. Seen him for a while. So who, a few, uh, uh, few about. Who do you know? And maybe this is uh, above your pay grade, but who like convenes to decide to kick someone out of the town? Is it like a big town meeting where they're like, "Mate, you get the <laughs> fuck out." Yeah, don't know, mate. I don't know. It's like it reminds me of some of the Simpsons where they just shoveling Homer out of town. So I don't know whether. <laughs> I don't know whose call it was. Um, I'm glad I wasn't the end of it, though. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I pictured. I pictured like a Simpsons town meeting, you know, when they got sold the monorail, yeah. that sort of situation. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. yeah. Everyone breaks out into song. Get rid of Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was good going to meet him out of Maroolan anyway. Yeah. Um, mate, how, uh, how are you enjoying retirement? 
I mean, it hasn't been that long. I guess it's probably still technically like your off season anyway, but it, it obviously feels different, I imagine. Yeah, it's um, it just feels like an off season at the moment. I've um, you know, I've just been pretty much going to weddings and race days. It's been good. Um, it's just like any other off season. Yeah. I've got still got two two or three more weddings coming up, so it's um, until until I sort of the boys go back to training. I probably won't really sink in to be honest. At the moment, it's just it's just an off season. Do you think you're going to miss it? Like, what's what's the gut telling you? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I've had enough. Yeah. I um, uh, I reckon like there'll be times throughout the season next year. Obviously, I'll probably miss it. Mm. Um, but until then, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying waking up and back not being buggered and sore knees and stiff shoulder. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. I don't think so, mate. I think I've made the right call and got it at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I don't think so, mate. Does that, does that does that feeling start creeping in? You know what I mean? Where you're like, ah, nah, ignore that. Like, ah, nah, ignore that. Or is it sort of like one day you just sort of, you know, Ricky Stewart screaming at you at training, you're like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. I've had a few of them. Yeah. Uh, nah, there's – it probably just gradually built up, to be honest. Um, like, there was a couple of years where the last – I probably didn't play many games at all, definitely last year and then year before, not many. Um, and then I got to the point this year where I thought I might as well give it one more crack mm. and, um, you know, managed to work, work, work my way back into the side and um, got to the 300th and got all that and we were going really well. We are in the top eight most of the year, so um, sort of started to decline again and the body started getting a bit knocked around. I was... Still not really playing every single game. I had a you know, rest, obviously the rest there before the three hundred and a um, couple of bye weeks and that, and it still wasn't. Like I, was, I wasn't getting any better. I'd only played about fifteen games, so I thought, well, this might be a, a sign. Um, and the fact that I'd got back to to do what I was able to do this year with the three hundred and the young fella and that, mm. um, I was pretty pretty proud of that. And I thought it was a good time to, to pull up. Were you were you always? Um, and you may have answered this already, like when it was all happening, but you know, there was a bit of like, you know, hullabaloo around you being rested that game before your 300th. Did you give a shit or were you like, mate, it's the Tigers. I think I'll fucking, I'll have a rest <laughs> and then I'll play my no, 300th was, at home. It was nothing to do with the Tigers. It was more the, I was, I was happy lie. to have a rest. That's one of the great lies ever told. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I was happy. I was, the way the week went and to be able to play it at home was, you know, they'd done such a good job of organising it and, um, you know, put on a big show and we had a big party and everything. The only bad thing was the result. We got to hide. But um, apart from that, I was I was pretty happy with it, mate. And, and again, like I said, every now and then I probably needed a spell throughout the year. Like I wasn't completely uh, flying every week in, week out. So probably needed the break as well physically. But, um, yeah, I was pretty stoked to, to be able to play it at home, mate. Yeah, yeah. We we actually Tom and I were um <clears throat> were big believers that Canberra would lift for you in that three hundredth and that you'd score a try. It didn't happen. No. Um, look, I'm not I'm not coming ready to point any fingers, mate. Just to just to say that it was disappointing across the board. Look, not not Jared's fault. I think I blame every other person on the team. Well, I'm blaming his teammates for not going to the big lift yeah, for him. They didn't That's get what I'd say. What did uh, I think that was our problem? Yeah, we we just went like a bull at a gate, and that's how the Warriors played. I remember. Lesniak just coming from the back fence, first kick off, and there was just eight blokes trying to absolutely kill him. And the boys are just probably too excited. <laughs> um, and we didn't play our best footy, but the intensity was there, flat out. 
and then we just sort of busted in the second half. I, yeah. I think that was probably half the issue. We got too excited and too wound up all week and um, might have bought us undone. You, um, before the game, you were emotional, weren't you? Like getting out onto the field. Yeah. Was all, what's, what's that like in terms of, you know, you see that a lot after the game or when you, but when you're already going out there and you're like, if the emotions are getting the better of you, how do you calm that back down? It was pretty hard. Um, it was a bit of a blur, to be honest. I, I just, uh, like, I sort of thought all week, oh, I should be right, I should be right. But just um, being able to get back to, you know, like I said earlier, to be able to get back to where I did. And this was probably the first real year that my young fellow, he's three, he's old enough to understand it. And, mate, he just fucking sings a Raiders song every day. Oh, really? He does not stop. So he, he just loves it. And he just wants to run out with me every week. And it was just the best thing ever. Yeah, and once I they opened the door, I was I was all right. I opened the door, and he was just standing there in a white head gear, and I just <laughs> lost it. I turned around and took a Jack White, and I just started crying. He's like, "Go away!" and I made cry. And then, um, it was hard, but it was you know I really enjoyed the whole moment. Um, once once we kicked off and got into a few sets, and like I said, everyone was on the same level, adrenaline wise. So it sort of just kicked into footy then. But um, so many good memories of that. Um, like I said, part of the result. Um, the way they ran that, and you know, their, their memories of a young fella will have for, forever. And I've got so many of them this year, and I feel sorry for the one year old because he's just sitting there like a blob doing nothing the whole time. He <laughs> doesn't get to do any of this, but um, yeah, look, very special, mate. At least you can tell the one year old you actually won your 300th. He won't remember. Yeah, he won't know any difference. No, no, no. Was, I mean, you scored four tries, <laughs> one of the great. Yeah, killed it. Till he no, looks it no up, he goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no video. For Did, what did the club get you? Anything nice? Anything swish? A barbecue, even? Like, look. Barbecue. Yeah. Did you get a barbecue? barbecue? Nah, I didn't get anything. Nothing? Nah, like, nah, nah nothing, mate. They, I think they were pretty. Pretty just happy to sell the stadium out and go with the go with that, but um, no, nah, mate, I didn't get any. They gave me and Jack our photo frame after our last home game there, but um, no, no barbecue. I'll have to hit Donny Ferner up and see if he's got one for me. Luke I need Brooks, a new one. Luke Brooks said somewhere that he's got like ten barbecues. Really? I, now that could be me like reading the headline and not the article, but like as in he's been given ten or no, he, or as he in has he was ten given, at home. As in he's given one because he was sort of like it was like. You know, everyone sort of thought the gift was a little bit random, but it was like, yeah, I like barbecuing, but I've got fucking 10 barbecues. Like the last yeah, I thing need I needed it. was another need. barbecue. Oh, right. So he's a barbecuer of note. I don't know if he's of note. I'm not, I don't know his skill set, Eddie, but I'm just saying the guy, he's got shitloads of barbecues. It seems like it's a, he could have sent one up to Jared. He could have done. Paul Webbers needs a real cleaning. I almost set my backyard on fire when my, uh, <laughs> like, I'm talking maybe a month ago, my, my wife's brother was over. And he's a bit older than me, so he's a bit more of a man. Like, I'm, I've got, like, one of those pissy little Webbers that I just never clean. Baby Q. Baby Q. I didn't want to call it a yeah. baby Q because that immediately I sounds like got, even more yeah. of a pussy. Yeah, see, look, at least Jared's yeah. like me. But I set the whole thing on fire because I didn't clean it. It was fucking embarrassing. Yeah, yeah like, mine's bad like that. Gone. I've got to clean under the gas lines there because they don't all come through and then sometimes they just fucking go up in flames. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's how dangerous it is as well. Like, I don't know if it can't be good. It could, yeah, it can't, <laughs> can't be good. How was uh, how was Big Ricky in the week leading up? Like, I don't know Ricky personally, but I like to think that he gives some of the great rev up speeches of all time. Is that accurate? He was pretty, yeah. He was pretty um, intense about it all. He, um, you know, he sort of the first thing he said: "There's going to be a lot of media, there's going to be a lot of publicity. Um, you know, everyone's going to be." Excited, it's gonna be a big crowd. You know, if you can't handle it, don't play. 
pretty much. He's um, <laughs> he's he's all about you know if, if you're gonna go well and play in big games and that you've got to learn to handle them and that's uh he spoke about that really well and unfortunately we did do it but um <laughs> yeah he was really good he, he was he was quite emotional about it all um we've obviously had a fair relationship for a while so he um yeah he he was pretty excited as well he um he seems like quite an intense character like he seems like quite a like straight up and down fella but he seems quite intense yeah he is um but he's also very chilled out at the same time. It's hard to, um, you know, get hard to describe him when you don't see him day in, day out. Um, for us, we see him through the week and he's just chilled out. You know, more often than not, he's chip and chasing a train and letting the other coaches do their thing. And, you know, he's very, very chilled out and he does what he needs to in a video session and he lets the other coaches do what they need to. Um, and then just chimes in and he, he builds up towards game day and some big games there. Some of his, Speeches and pre-game speeches, mate. I um, even if I'm not playing, I feel like putting a jersey on. He's he's pretty good at it. Um, and when you see him on the sideline, that's exactly what he's like in the box and you know around the whole game. He's very intense. I get worried about him sometimes. They're sitting in the box with him, but um, that's just how he is, mate. And that's why Canberra loves him. Is there? Would you say his coaching style is less? hands-on or like, is he like more like man motivatory than tactical yeah yeah for sure um he's got he's got a good staff around him obviously Mike mcguire there now is um we've just t- seen him take up his 15th coaching job i was about to he's say got, uh, i forgot <laughs> madras there i'm like fuck he, where else where is he not coaching? he's got three gigs oh there's no lack of intensity in the joint anyway um <laughs> but he, he, Mate, Madge's just he got three gigs and he could keep doing it. He just absolutely loves footy, mate. He's such a good bloke, but he just loves some footy. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously very tactical. And, and Michael Crawley as well has been a long time. And um, Justin Giddo is another one. He coached our reserve grade side um, and does a really good job with the attack. And he's, he's that sort of young bit of flair, bit of flamboyance with our mm. um, attack. And Stick lets them do all these things and, and he just chimes in when he feels he needs to. Is he – does it work in the sense that, like, Ricky's got, like, a an overall goal or, like, an ethos or, like, a way he wants the team to play and then he just sends it off? Or, like, can you ever – does the message ever get sort of confusing or diluted if you've got, like, well, a bunch of different coaches? No, not really. Um, he's very good at, like you said, just getting the message across what how he wants the, the coach as the coach. Mm. And, and then they run with it their way. And, and if he feels like he needs to chime in throughout the week – or in a video session or something, he would just stand up and do it. So, and everyone listens when he does that. So, he's um he's he's pretty good at what he does. And having someone there like Madge, who's um, very similar, but probably um, got a fair bit more detail and probably just loves footy more than anyone. He um yeah, they work really well together. And like I said, that balance with Gits there as well. Um, it's pretty good. Is he a Gitto of Gitto family fame, Gitto? He's Matt Gitto's brother, yeah. There you yeah. go. There what's you what's go. his name again? Justin Gitto. Justin Gitto. I was going to say, you legend. don't hear a whole Legends. lot of Gittos getting around. No, and you know that Matt no, Gitto is a rare name. Stock, yeah. like, yeah, or that area anyway. Yeah, yeah Queen, yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Gitto is our old man. Played for the Raiders, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. There Pretty you good go. family, yeah. yeah. Proud, proud stock, Canberra stock. Love yes. that. Punters and Dribbles, we are brought to you by Neds. They are the betting platform of choice here at hello sport now you can follow along all of our bets at the in the about even uh, private group on the neds app you can also following our profiles as i've been saying 
My civilian bets are where I seem to be doing my best work. My about even bets starting to improve. I can feel myself starting to improve. I did hit two on the weekend. After after back-to-back triple staked losses. The, the, the triple staked <laughs> losses for unit scoopers have absolutely cut to fucking uh, the Tiger King. I may never recover from this, um, but... The, the civilian bets is where you can you can see me get to my work, and that is on the profiles. Good for you, Tommy. Uh, Ned's best in the business. Come join along. Join our about even group if you'd like as you well. Mean, you mean, know, wow, Eddie, just, you're just repeating me now, are you? I didn't hear you say that. You just, where, 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 where were you? Where were you? Pixies. Where were you, mate? Pixies. Full pixie stuff. So now you're just going to say, you're going to talk about the fucking profiles tab as no. well? You're going to talk about the about, about even, even group? Yeah? About even that? Group. Yeah, how do you get in there? That's what I said, code dribblers. Oh, okay. There you go. Good. What 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 what's this ad for again? Neds. Oh yeah, great point. Glad you're listening. Pixies. Pixie Simps. Shout out to Neds. We love you, Neds. We love you. Go manly. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Mate, how was the how was the feeling with the way the the season ended? Obviously, not ideal. I'm sure you wanted to go into glory, essentially. But can you sort of surmise how you how you reckon the season went? Your final season? Yeah, look, I, for me personally, I was looking back. Like I said, I've already touched on all the stuff with the 300 and and the way that you know I probably thought I wouldn't play first grade again at the start of this year. So. Mm. To get that out personally, I was pretty happy. But I thought as a club, you know, we we copped a lot of criticism the whole year. But, you know, from whenever, whatever, around seven, eight it was, we weren't outside the eight until we got finished at the end of the season. So I think we got underestimated a lot. I think we were tough and we weren't ugly and we didn't win a game by more than 10 or 12 points. And um, we probably should have won a lot of them by that. But we just, we let them in, let, them, let teams back in. But we didn't uh, let them pass us. So, mate, I think we, um, you know, we can take a lot out of that because a lot of teams wouldn't have had us there. And especially after, I think we lost the first four or five games. Um, a lot of teams wouldn't have cared. A lot, a lot of other people wouldn't have thought twice about us. So we're in that eight, the eight, the whole year. And um, like I said, we probably weren't pretty at, at very many stages, but we we're tough as buggery. And I know what sort of team I'd rather play with, but obviously we we're disappointed to. To go out the way we did, um, you know, and even that game, we Newcastle and Newcastle, they were absolutely airborne, and we took them to Golden Point and went out swinging. So I'm sure, if, you know, our loyal fans are pretty proud of that. And um, like I said, it was a tough way to finish, especially with you know a couple of boys leaving, Jack Owen, Matty mm-hmm. Frawley, and guys like that as well. Um, it was it was a disappointing end, but I think overall we can be pretty proud of our season and. You know, teams want to win comps and clubs want to win comps, but you look at teams that haven't played in the finals for so long and like we've played in four of the last five mm. and we missed out on the one we missed out. We were in the bubble. I think we needed to beat the Roosters in the last game to make the eight. So, we, you know, we beasted it off it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, overall, like I said, everyone wants to win comps and that would be nice. But um, I thought it was a pretty strong effort. You guys, uh, you sort of touched on it before, but like, 
I don't know if you guys won a single game by a 13 plus like all year. Like they did, were all no, tight as fuck, right? It was Not one to one. twelve, one Not to twelve, one. one to twelve, and then you know. Was Gallant if you're a one to twelve backer? <laughs> well, I know. Which I'm. I'm more a 13 plus man myself. <laughs> I'd um, rather be winning 13 plus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you put that down to though? Like it was. It was sort of uncanny every single game. Like, and even when you lost, you didn't. Most of them, you weren't really. You didn't get pumped. Yeah. It's it's a strange one. A lot of them too. We will probably look like we we're going to win by twenty or thirty, mm. and then we'd get up by 10, 12, 18, 16 or something, and then look like we're about to go on a run, and then we'd cough up or do something, something that everyone would obviously look and go, "What's he fucking doing?" We had a lot of them, <laughs> myself included, <laughs> and um, and just give them a sniff, and they'd get back in, and then. Then with the back end of the game, the 10, 15 minutes, we're going, fuck, we just got to hang on me, boys. <laughs> hang on me. And, and we did it a lot, which, you know, which is builds good camaraderie and and, um, and mateship and that. So it's, you, know, you look at it a few ways. I like to look at the positives, but we um, we made it tough and that was a lot of the time. <laughs> well, you'd probably prefer that because, correct me if I'm wrong, a few seasons ago, wasn't there a situation where you just kept losing tight games, like yeah. constantly? We did, yeah. We had a couple of years a while back where it was like that and there's a team this year I can't remember I think it was even Parramatta early in the year I think they'd lost like four or five games by um, like two to four points or something mm. stupid and they, they just missed the eight as well so you can look at it two ways and you can scrape in and just keep chipping away or play well and get beaten so I know what I'd rather do uh. Were they fun video sessions when you just kept losing tight games? Oh mate there's not many fun ones to be honest I don't enjoy many of them but um, yeah, I, I remember some of the ways we lost them too. Like we'd have the ball with a minute to go. I remember a game at Penrith. Uh, we played Penrith at Bathurst. So I think we were up by 14 with like four to go or something stupid. And <laughs> they scored three tries in four minutes and they looked at each other and how the fuck did we lose that? And there was a couple of them over the years. We just, I'm sure everyone goes through those moments where you're just like, what just happened then? And we, and we probably won a few of them too in our time, but um, certainly been on the wrong end of them. And just back to Sticky in, in moments like that, we've got a bit of a fascination for the great man. We call him Rick Noble, basically, because we're always expecting him to go nuclear and, like, fucking explode when something happens. Or, you know, you're watching his press conferences where he's, like, he's sort of, like, he's, like, breathing heavily and, like, biting his lip as he's trying not to say something. I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times he would have said that. But, like, in those, like, what are the things that, piss him off the most is it like a tight win a tight loss or does he know that those like you know does he know when to sort of does he pick his moments to blow up like what are the things that really get under his skin oh there's plenty <laughs> um it's probably i reckon a lot of it can be planned not not planned but like if we if we play poorly and win against like a lower side that you probably sure you had a team we've had on the ropes and you expect us to kick on like one of them games that I just mentioned, and and then we've got a big game next week. He really drives it into you then, because yeah. so, I think he knows he's he's already in preparation for the week after, and like or if you go into the back end of finals on that, um, he probably gets worse as the year gets on because he knows if you come into big games and the, the finals and that he starts to really knuckle down a little bit. Whereas early in the week, early in the year, it's probably just more about winning when you can and win as much as you can and getting the points together. Uh, but if you're going into a big game or into finals or something, it's really becomes a preparation thing to spray after a game. Is he, so you've got to be on your toes. 
Is he like? Can you take the piss out of him a little bit? Like, if he has a press conference where he's fucking lost it, like, do the boys, at, you know, make fun of him for that sort of stuff, or is it a bit like? I'm yeah. oh, not to his face, but <laughs> <laughs> now the um, he's really he's actually good. Like, he's a good sport like that, and um, you can always have a laugh at him, take the piss, and it's a few that myself and Jacko and Papa and Elliot White and Raps been around a long time and coached by him for a long time. Mm. Um, it's a bit easier to do. I don't think you cop it from a younger one, but mate, <laughs> someone like probably Jacko and Rapper, mate, they they'll just give it to him whenever and wherever I give it back to him, and and he's pretty good at copping it too, and and having a laugh with it all. So um, I've always personally been too scared to do it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> those two boys um, and even Elliot don't really care about giving it back to him. Um, Jack Whiten's obviously uh, left the club as of this year, going to the Bunnies. Was that a massive distraction this year or, or is is that something that is sort of overhyped in the media because the media will have you believe that it completely and utterly derailed your season? Is there any truth yeah. in that or...? It was weird because we won six in a row after it happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was real, real media beat up. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, to Jack as one of my closest mates and we've obviously been mates for a long time and played a lot of footy and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, mate, we, he sort of kept a few of us older boys in the loop and let us know where he was feeling and that. And um, I still say this, I've said this publicly already, but I, my message to Jacko is, mate, we're going to be mates for 30, 40 years, mate, I'd, you know, regardless of what jersey you're wearing next year. So, um, look, that, that got beat up massively in the media. Like I said, we come out. And we're winning. We're already in the middle of winning games, mm. and we come out one a few more. And like I said, we weren't out of the eight for the rest of the year. So it was like a thing where they try to make a big deal out of it, where it wasn't. And every time he, if he if he done something wrong or kicked the ball out or something, they just use that as an excuse, I suppose. But yeah. um, look, it wasn't a distraction for the boys. And um, he's such a love bloke around the club, Jack Owen. He's going to be missed, no doubt. But we're all happy that he's happy. I sometimes find like it almost a little patronizing to like the professionalism of a rugby league player where it's like especially given the way that the like that it is now with professional sports where there are people changing clubs and coaches going here and doing it like that a contract negotiation of a player has the potential to derail a season it's like You've been yeah, playing like footy your whole life and <laughs> yeah. everyone has these moments. And it happens constantly. happens constantly every single And it's yeah. like, oh, no, nah, mate, this thing's derailing the season. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are we talking about? Yeah, like, like footy. you can't – not every player stays at every club every year. They yeah, just exactly. make it like it's what's going to happen. Yeah. And it just can't happen like that. And um, do, you, do, you, do you find like the fans even I don't think give that much of a fuck. Like obviously you don't want to lose a good player, right? Like you can be disappointed. And I'm yeah. sure some people might be more gutted than others, but generally the sentiment, I imagine, like most people get the way this thing goes, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe the fans know that. Like like you said, you've got to be pretty naive or gullible to think that that's just how it is and they're not allowed to leave. And you now it's what, you know, they, uh, the clubs are the players, or the players are the clubs, and vice versa. It just doesn't happen like that. It's, it's still a business, mm. um, and I'm. It's easy for me to say because I, I was lucky. I didn't move for fifteen years. Mm. It was good, but um, people just have to move on, and that's the way it is. Um, I know, like you said, most fans are pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty straight up and down. They know about it. They're not stupid. Um, like you said, they'd be disappointed and 
I think every Canberra fan would be disappointed to see Jacko go, but um, you know that's just how it is. Was there any uh, points in your career where you were tempted to to leave the green machine, mate? No, I, actually, I was very fucking so lucky. I was never even off contract. This is the first year I was off contract, wow. and they never gave me a new one. So it was, uh, <laughs> made the decision easy. But they, yeah, made, yeah. Well, it's pretty mutual. Um, but every time I sort of had one year left on my deal, I'd go to the manager and he'd go and ask him, and they go, "Yeah, no worries." A couple of years, and it was just it was always so smooth and easy to run. And um, being a local junior and the captain for most, you know, a lot of the time, um, just probably made that easier for for all of us and get along so well with Donny Ferner and like I said, get along real real well with Stick as well. So it was pretty uh, pretty easy for me and. Spent a few weekends in Sydney and last couple of weekends, and it's a beautiful spot. But I don't think you'll find me living there. Really, it is funny because there's off because that's I guess sometimes the way that Canberra's portrayed is like it's sometimes tough to get uh, players to to move to Canberra. Obviously, in winter, it's not exactly fucking warm. But like, yeah, um, Golden the day's fourteen degrees. In the is it fourteen? Well, listen, we're in hoodies here in Sydney yeah, as well. It's about, it's about it's 16, a bit, 17, yeah, bit chilly here yeah. as well. Although if it's sixteen Fresh. degrees in Canberra, you're probably rolling out a beach towel and <laughs> yeah, fucking the sun's going on. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, it's hard to get players there sometimes. But myself and, and Jacko and that he's from Orange. We're just country kids, mm. and we we appreciate the. Fresh a bit of space and yeah. you know we whinge about twenty minutes traffic to train and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But it's it's just a big country down Canberra and uh, you're right, it is hard. That's just another thing that's, I mean, it's human nature. So if you grew up in Sydney your whole life, you probably don't want to move to Canberra. Mm. Like we grew up in the country, we'd we're happy to live in Canberra. So um, it was quite easy for me as well. Also, getting all those palms over was a stroke of genius. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting them out of freezing England and getting them over was uh getting them over tasty move. Canberra. Yeah, exactly. It was good. They loved it, and it's probably a, a, a avenue for them where it's not that busy. You don't get scrutinised that much in Canberra. Um, and we've had some some of the great pommies, you know, Josh Hodgson and Georgie Williams, and obviously Elliot Whitehead there, and Ryan Sutton. Like you don't get scrutinised in Canberra like you would in Sydney or whatever. And plus, the weather's just as cold. The bees, the pubs are the same. Yeah, it's um, it, that's a big attraction, especially for Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Mates, um, the grand final 2021? 20, 2019? 2020? 19. yeah. Um, how is that sort of something that you've just like parked in the like deep res- recesses of your brain and you just you never think about it and you've never yeah. watched a replay? Only you... open if on a therapist couch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, do, or have you drinking whiskey. Yeah. Or have you had time to to digest it? Nah. I definitely I'm a, I haven't watched it. No. Nah. I've um Yeah, put that on the back burner for a while. I was sort of hoping I'd just I've still got my jersey and shorts and headgear and shit all shoved downstairs. Hoping I'd just win one one day and I could give that to someone else, but now I've got to keep it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. It was obviously the, the circumstances that we got beaten in as well. Um, but look, that's footy. That's the way it is. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Um, it'll probably take a bit, but um, yeah, I'll certainly therapy, put that behind man. me. Exposure uh, therapy. That's the way you, yeah, you, know, well, you got to watch it maybe like 10 times. Yeah, 
Don't think I can. What whiskey do you drink? We'll send you a bottle and just let you. F- oh, fucking, it won't matter when I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. I've got two decanters down to me, 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 man cave. Oh, there you they're go. full of the. I don't even know what they are. Your missus thinks I'm trying to be Harvey Specter or something with a decanter <laughs> and drinking whiskey, and mate, you could put Jim Beam and I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Oh, there you go. We sent you down a bottle with like yeah. a little DVD saying good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I'll get through first. <laughs> it was um despite the result though, it was a pretty cool period, I think. Like Canberra like the Raiders was everyone's second favourite team. It felt like that year. And the uh, the sort of well, I guess you could probably speak to it a little bit more than me who didn't play in the game and has never played a game regularly myself. But uh, what was it like? What was, it, what was the vibe like in Canberra? Yeah, humming. It was dead set humming, mate. Um, I just remember the back end of the year and then it just all happened so quickly. But we got we finished. We rested a heap of players in the last game against the Warriors and got beaten. And everyone goes, well, you're stuffed up there. He's going to go play fucking Melbourne in Melbourne. And we come out and beat Melbourne on the bell yeah. in Melbourne. Was that Johnny Bateman scoring? Yeah, Johnny and, and BJ's flick pass, I think. Yeah. And Johnny, yeah. And um, all of a sudden, we started believing that, shit, this is really it. We've got two weeks off and we've got Manly or South, I think it was, and um, coming home. like they, They're coming to play us at home and it's just going to be a massive build-up. And um, I still remember that. Um, prelim at Canberra was just off its head, mate. Canberra was just absolutely pumping. Like, everything was green. Um, mate, the, the bloke with the green sausages was out again. Yeah, mate, love that. Yeah. everywhere, mate. Yeah, yeah, love that. One of the great it rugby just, league dribblers, that green sausage guy. It's um, everywhere, mate. And he's, um, it's just one of the special moments. And then since we won that, it was a Friday night. It was obviously a long week. And, mate, we just did – I just remember saying, enjoy everything. Like, it's taken me 11 years to – and get close to this um, so make sure we enjoy it all and, and we did we had a really good week and we'd done just about everything we could to win it to win it as well and I just remember running out though and it was just green just absolutely green everywhere there was the, you know the Viking horn and all the green like there was a, I remember seeing a thing on um, social media it had a map of Australia and it said um, the green was supporting the Raiders and the red was supporting the Roosters and there's a little dot right near the eastern suburbs is red mm. and the rest of the country is green. It was just, that's how it felt for us, which is, we, we needed it too because they were obviously a pretty good side. And um, obviously the game went how it did and probably, um, there's probably moments in that game that I don't remember because I haven't watched again. Um, but I just remember it being such a tight game and obviously there's a few dramas and Few things that went on. Yeah, the game, I think there was uh, some happened like the seventy first. Yeah, something, something happened. I don't, I don't know, know what it was. Yeah, I remember something, something like that. Who was reffing? I don't know. Something happened. Though. Something happened. Yeah, I remember. Someone fucked something that. up. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it seemed to. Listen, not, yeah. worth, not, not seen, worth dwelling on. I've seen horses named after it <laughs> six again, and I've seen <laughs> cars with number plates, roosters number plates, saying six again. Yeah. I was going, oh, fucking, yeah, like imagine it. That'd just be. <laughs> that'd just be <laughs> that wouldn't be. I don't think that's got to do with anything. No, yeah, that might just be a coincidence <laughs> more than anything. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, might be like a dice reference. Yeah. What do you do after? Anyway, it was that? a big like week a, after. Yeah, I was going to say, like after it, right? Like it's a close loss. Obviously, there's disappointment there. How? How do you go from losing the grand final? Like, how quickly? Obviously, like, I mean, obviously, it's clearly still affecting you now, but like, 
in the ripping and tearing that ensues after a, a season is over, how quickly do you guys just go, fuck it, let's go and party and have a good time and, like, you know, stop crying into your beers? Pretty – for me, in our group, we're all very pretty, very similar, but we're pretty quick, to be honest. Like, obviously, on the field sucks and all the same there with the trophy. And, mate, I remember being all right with the boys, just sort of cry a bit. And then remember just seeing my dad and giving dad a hug and went, fuck, I'm going in, just – all my eyes out and then um yeah you get in the sheds and all the family gets in and it's it becomes a bit of a you know you you you're dirty um uh, but it becomes a bit of a celebration pretty quickly and you're like well we've you know got a massive year you know we'll fucking and every team that's a runner-up we're going to be back next year you know we'll be back bigger and better so it becomes a bit of a celebration and and before you know it, you get named on Thursday. So it's a, <laughs> it's a good couple of days. Um, we actually stayed in Sydney that night and got the bus bus home on Monday morning. Stopped at Goulburn for a couple of hours. I, I pulled, pulled, pulled into a few pubs that me mate owns at home and um, spent majority of the day there and then got back to Canberra and then, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> it would be fun. becomes a celebration really quickly. I would like to go on a... A rugby league rip and tear after a grand final. I've just imagined pulling into Goulburn for a couple. Pulling into the hometown. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah, that sounds nice. We were the there for a long time. I remember Michael Oldfield just walking around, walking back and forth with trays of vodka Red Bulls. I don't even know who they were for because he wasn't walking towards anyone, just walking around the pub with trays of vodka Red Bulls. We went to school with he's, Mikey Oldfield. He's a good fellow. Oh, he's a legend. Yeah. Best bloke. Mate, the yeah. fastest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And just like yeah. whenever you saw him in space, you're like, this is poetry. Yeah. Loved seeing yeah. him. He's so quick. It looked effortless too. Well, I was mm. going to say, I don't think I ever. I feel like I never saw him at top speed. That, that's the way. Anyone as fast as he had to. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. looked. Yeah. It looked like he had another ten percent. He was also in the. So he was in the Raiders' grand final squad, the Seagulls' grand final squad, the Roosters' grand final squad. Like he's, he, like he's just was. He was in. A, I mean, he's played for a fuckload of sides, Mikey. But yeah. he was just. He was in like a lot of these really successful teams. Which Roosters grand final squad? Not. I oh, was at Roosters. Yeah, it was it. I swear. Was he back in like thirteen? I think it was Order. thirteen. Uh, yeah, 13. I think he was in the squad for thirteen. Yeah. He was manly for two thousand eleven. Yep. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that was it. Anyway, shout yeah. out to Michael Oldfield. Big fan. Good man, Michael Oldfield. Good man. Still um, playing apparently. Really. Yeah, yeah, Brisbane yeah. East. Yeah, Brisbane all the East Tigers. Something like that. Oh, yeah. is he really? I ran into someone at the other day. day. He's still in good I ran into him last year. Yeah, ran into him up there last year. He was still playing. I saw a photo um, of him uh, in, in Bali and I'm like, kid's still in good shape. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if he'll ever get out of Looks shape. Looks after though. himself. Yeah. He's yeah. always been nicked up. Yeah, he has, man. He's always been nicked up. Anyway. He's never that fit, though, Aldi. <laughs> he like he could run anything further further than hundred meters. Yeah, he'd done. stop real quick. Mind <laughs> 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 you, I was worse. But <laughs> he was uh, he was never never a long distance runner. No shit, no. Um, <laughs> there's a look. We want to talk a bit about some uh, some racing Queensland trot stuff, but I just before we got to that, I was interested to know what your plans are post-career. Have you got anything? Like, is there things that you're working on as you approach retirement? Yeah, there's, there's stuff at the club. I'll still be involved in some way, shape, or form with the club. It'll be goal-kicking to a degree and a bit of stuff with the edges and, and young outside backs. Um, I've just got to work out what really that is and how much it is, how capacity maybe days a week or whatever and, um, still gives me a chance to spend some time with the family and, and chill out a bit and then and do a bit of stuff with the harness racing and and or even just gallops and 
racing New South Wales sort of stuff. So I'm happy to sort of – I'm sort of open to ideas if you know anyone. Well, um, we'll keep an ear out. Yeah, just just that sort of stuff. I've already been down in England, helped out with a bit of filming and stuff. And Okay. Um, we've got the country – the Carnival of Cups coming up. Like the country cups out of Cow and there's Tamworth and Goulburn and Aubrey and that. So we're trying to get involved to help out there as well. Um, and just sort of floating those ideas around and knocking a few goals over as well. Yeah, you're a big trots man, aren't you? Do you own a couple? Yeah, 13, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, not a couple. Like yeah. 13. Is got that few, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got a few. We were They're actually talking uh, to someone about who'd mentioned the other day that you were a big trots man. When did that start? Um, my best mate in Goulburn trained and drives him. Um, you know, he's we play a little bit of footy together as kids, and he's always done it. His family always does it. Um, and we just got one. I think it was in about 2013. And he's, you know, we got we got a few few of us are just best mates, and um, we bought one together. And it come over here and won six in a row at Canberra. I beat up on no ones, and I thought it was best thing ever. I thought I was John Singleton, <laughs> and we. Um, we just from then we just kept buying them, mate. And since then, I've got my dad involved, uh, my father-in-law. You know, my mates are involved there, father-in-laws. Um, you know, we've got a Sydney at Semi Williams is in it as well. There's there's ten of us in that. Yeah. Probably has five horses going. Um, and then just other mates along the way that picked in. A few of the Woody boys and Sticky and all that have bought in and. They don't seem to have any luck. I've got Tommy Berry involved in one. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's broke down. So. <laughs> Every time I get Elliot White out, he's the biggest whinger in the world. Every time I get involved at all, something goes wrong with it. So he's bad. He's all he does is whinge about it. Okay. Um, well, listen, but it just sort of rolled on. If you're looking for any, a couple of, you know, a couple of young podcasters. A couple of gorgeous uh, young podcasters. A couple of handsome you know. young podcasters yeah, yeah. in the prime of their life, you know, maybe a little out of shape, but, you know, good look. We look all right with hoodies on. Good spirits. Good spirits, yeah, mate. Yeah. I haven't done anything for six weeks. Oh, six weeks, <laughs> twice six years. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we'd be open to a little spot in a syndicate on yeah, some yeah, trots. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. We'll, maybe, we'll well, maybe we'll take this off air. <laughs> what are you – Um, what, what's the, the sort of the silverware you've got to show for yourself, if any? We've got a couple of group ones okay. in the trots. Um, one called Send It. He, he won on the Send weekend. It. Send It, yeah. Nick like that. Named him actually. Um, he won our first group one for us probably two years ago. Um, and then we've got one called Captain's Knock. Yeah, he, uh, he won the group one last year at Benangle. He's actually in the semi-final for the same race for the three-year-olds this year, uh, this weekend. Sorry. So he'll be hopefully in the group one the following Sunday. Um, he actually ran. Fifth or sixth in the Victoria Derby last weekend, so he's um, he's probably our best one. And we've got a um, a trotter call because there's a difference between paces and trotters actually. So what's the actually difference? Actually, paces. Well, trotters are rare. There's only probably one trotting race per meeting. They're actually all paces. Can you the explain? Paces where all the harness paces where the harness stuff and that trotters are just open trotting. As you know, what many people knew that? No, I'm tr- I'm trying to work. So so hang on a pacer. You know, a pacer has a driver and a trotter doesn't? No, they all have drivers. Right. But the gear that the horse wears, you have a, it's hard to so if they've So if they've got their legs tied. Yeah. Are they trotting? They're pacing. They're, they're pacing. pacing. Yeah, if they, and the trotters don't really have them on. But they're just trotting. And they trot. You can notice the difference eventually. Okay, so pacers, legs tied. Yeah. Trotters, trotters, no legs tied. Free-legged. Yeah. Free-legged. 
I would assume that's considered more salubrious in the hardest racing. They like gallop a lot more though. Yeah, okay. But so are you are you yeah. allowed to gallop if you're a trotter or is it nah, like you're, not, you're not allowed to, yeah. It's torture, that's about control. Yeah. Well, it's like who's that famous that walker who got disqualified at the Sydney? Uh, Jane Savile? Jane Savile. Yeah, that's She's what it's about like when I gallop. for the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I've actually got one of them as well. That'll, she'll be up in the in Dominion for uh, in Brisbane. Yes, the right. The yeah. ID 23, grand final yes. of the harness racing. Is that sort of – is that how you term it? Yeah, definitely. Um, they have it somewhere different every year, and this year it's up at Albion Park. So I should um, mention the dates much- here, actually, just quickly, because we've got Friday, September, uh, 1st September, which is obviously past, 5th of December, December 9th of December, yeah, um, and then the final is the 16th of December. 16th. Yes, yeah. So they essentially they race. Um, I don't know the numbers in that, but they all race every one of those for the first week, and then you build up a point system to get through to the final over those couple of races. Yep. And then the finals, obviously, that weekend. So. So um, is that does that work in the sense that uh, horses get knocked out on those races, or that or you all race all of those yeah, races? Yeah, I think so. If it, if there's like three or four heats, they obviously can't go through to the final. Um, but if you win or run second or whatever the points is, you so if you win one, you definitely you obviously go straight definitely. through. Yeah, okay. Um, but you've got to race anyway in yeah. the, in the, all the races. And who have you um, got in there? What's the name of yours? I've got Majestic Trio. Majestic she's in the Trio. Trotters. Okay. So she's not in their paces. Um, but I've got Sendit's actually nominated for the paces, but he's a fair way down in rankings. But he's won his two races last two weekends and. I've been at the wedding in the Everest and been too pissed to realise they were wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> he's won his last two, so he might be creeping up. Let's so, so is the Dominion the last event of the year? Is like, is that called, is that the, basically the grand final, the Dominion? Um, it's just, I, I think it changes. I don't think it's always in December. Yep. Um, it's just the one big race of the year, like the big inner Dominion. You got your Miracle Mile. Um, it's run at Menangle at the start of the year, and yep. and other big, but it, inner Dominions. Probably the pinnacle, I think, um, just because you've got to race so often in a short amount of time. Yeah. They race like three or four times in two weeks. And is this That's for pretty pa- tough as well. Is it for paces and trotters in the same race or they split them? Nah, split up. So okay. paces are on their own and trotters are on their own. Paces so and trotters wouldn't, wouldn't race against each other, I wouldn't have thought. I don't are, think so. Are you, yeah. it, in, if, you're, if you're looking for like esteem, are you, are you, do you prefer to have a trotter? Because you you've got to show a level of control. The horse does. Not to um, It's frustrating. This is the first one we've had, and every time I back her, she gallops, and every time she won to like eight of her first ten, and the two times I she didn't win, I backed her and she galloped. Shit. So, so she's good. Was it majestic trio? Majestic trio. Write she won the group down, one. Dave. She won the derby in Queensland throughout the year. Uh, the Oaks, sorry, I think it was whatever it was for the, the trotters, and um, so she's an automatic. Entry after winning that throughout the year, so she's number two in the rankings at the moment. I think for the for the Inter Dominion. When you're um, when you're picking up a horse like Majestic Trio, who I will be punting on at some stage in the not too distant future, are you like how much of a pedigree did Majestic Trio have, or like, and how much of it is you sort of just like being lucky, I guess, or like? Nah, it, it was more. Huey, Brad Huey trains it and drives it. He just we buy a lot of ours from New Zealand. Um, we've only bred, well, we've only got one that we've bred ourselves. He's obviously bred a few, but um, we buy a lot of ours from New Zealand. 
Um, and we bought her from over there and she just happened to come over and be really good. It's, it's actually his first ever trotter as well that he's trained. So he normally sticks to the paces, but <clears throat> because there's, there's only one trotting race normally, say, say at Menangle on a Tuesday or a Saturday, there's only one or two trotting races. They all race for the same amount of money. And if you get a good one, you can make some pretty good money pretty easily. So yeah. that's that's what we were hoping for. Yeah. And she's come over and done that. So we've been pretty lucky. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we've had some bad ones too, don't worry. Yeah, see, I, it sounds like he doesn't need to look at a post-career career because – Majestic trios bringing that, home the bacon. That's exactly Captain's what it sounds Knox like. The one, mate. Do you, uh, Captain's one. Do you have a? Do you have Captain's a... Knox good? Is it? He's yeah, yeah, he's good. Okay, he's okay. a good little little fella. He'll be Easy racing the next remember. couple of weeks. Captain's Knox yeah. Majestic Trio. Do you ever yeah. do any driving? I have before. Um, couldn't say it till I retired because I probably would have got in trouble. But <laughs> um, probably it was about three or four, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, years ago, and then um, since I've done it. We sort of, it was just, would have been just before COVID. So obviously, yeah. then we stopped doing COVID. Then I just turned 30 and I kept getting fucking injured. So I never went back and done anything. But um, I have sat it behind her before. And it's honestly the biggest thrill of my life, mate. I just bet hanging you. on for your life. Uh, and I think I was on a slow one too. But it's just the biggest you, thrill of your life. Are you racing them? Like, are you in the race? No, like just doing track just, work. Yeah, okay. Just doing track work say, with them. Like so I just go down there. to the stables yeah. with Huey and um, jump on one and follow him around. And just you know, when it gets to the, you do a heap of warm up laps, and then you do a, do a like a track work gallop or a track work or whatever it was. And he'd just tell me to start going with him, and I just start going behind him, and it's just mate, it's the biggest thrill ever. Can biggest I, forearm pump just yeah. kills. But are you um, so are you hanging on it. for dear life, or are you steer, yeah. like are you steering, or do you, they know you steer as well? Uh, but they're actually quite easy to steer when there's only a couple of years there. Obviously, mm. it's harder in a race. It's yeah. I'm not saying it's an easy job that what trotter drivers do, but um. It's when you when you just follow on him around, you obviously that's easy to get the pace then because you're not setting it. I'm just following the helmet in front of me. Mm. And then um when it comes time to steer, it was there's only one way one or two ways to go and a couple of horses around you, but I'd shit myself if there was anything else around me or I had to do anything else because 'cause they're just beast and yeah, you like I said, you're literally hanging on for dear life. Um but it's been a few years now since I've done it, so I'll have to get back down there and get into it. But Every time I go down to stables to help out, he just hangs shit at me because I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't go back. <laughs> so you, so we won't see you at Menangle, mate. <laughs> hey, so we won't see you racing at Menangle, mate. Not, not anytime soon. Um, but maybe we'll see how we go. When you're when you're talking about holding on here, and forgive my ignorance, but are you like you're connected to the fucking horse, right? Like, as in the thing you're the you're sitting on the you're holding the reins, yeah. You hold, but you're holding the reins, but like what, the, what Tom's what I'm asking is, is are you, you locked in? If you feel it go of the reins, it's not like the horse keeps going and you just float back into the abyss, do you? Or is it like you are? Hey, if you let go of the reins, you're probably going to go straight off the back of the seat. <laughs> right, but the seat's connected to the horse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it just goes and you just roll out the back. Yeah, and you'll roll out the back. You're, yeah. you're, you're I'm keeping me attached. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you'll fall off. Yes, yeah, sweet. No, that's cool. I am just. I was just trying to get a clear picture yeah. of the mechanics. I so watched the trots. Pretty much just sitting on a seat and holding on to the reins. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. That would get your forearms working for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you got to keep yourself on. got to keep yourself going. Um, and so will you go up to the to the, what is that, the ID 23? In called? the Dominion. Yeah. You're yeah, I'm going to go up there. Um, I've got a wedding the first weekend. 
Mate, is this just so, is this full on rugby uh, league wedding season? Wedding like, se- it's not even a, it's a jockey's wedding. It's always a trainer now. But, <laughs> oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, but it, I got Jacko's wedding in a few weeks as well, and another wedding before that. So pretty busy. This, um, this time we had of Adam, year, Adam right? Elliott's Shoal Bay last year. That was pretty wild. To, uh, last weekend, sorry. Oh, the pretty wild. Yeah, it's a wild wedding. So, um, yeah, but I'll get up there to the Inner Minion for the for the last weekend, the last weekend weekend. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Actually, it's I love going to Albion Park as it is. It's just literally you got the Quest Hotel, the track, and then the Brecky Creek Hotel, all then about fifty meters of each other. You don't have to go anywhere. Perfect. So you stay at the Quest, you drink at the Brecky, <laughs> yeah. and you trot at the bloody. Go across the road, the trot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the best. Best. That sounds bloody fantastic. It does. That does. I feel fantastic. like I get the I get the vibe here, and not that you're even trying to hide it, but you've got a bit of a rip and tear in you. Like you know, you're obviously you're a you're a man who likes a good time. Uh, I'm getting too old now with two kids, mate. But um, I do enjoy a beer and a pump. Um, I've always been like that, and um, yeah, I've probably had nights where I've had too much to drink. But we all do that. No, um, do. It's just harder now with kids. A lot harder coming right? in six thirty, seven in the morning. <laughs> Banging on the door and telling me I had too many beers to drink. Oh, I wake I up after saying... Monday and Rory's in the young fella's bed, so I was a bit worried about what had happened then, but I think I just got sent in that direction when I got home. I thought you were saying you got back at 6 or 7 in the morning. I'm like, fuck, mate. Oh, that would be tough with two home. kids, mate. I would exactly. get killed. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, you go home at 6 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, that's that no will bother. make it tough. <laughs> That'll make it very tough. Yes. Um. So I just want to, again, reiterate to the punter and dribbler listening, the Inter-Dominion. Uh, so the the next race is on Tuesday, December 5th, then the Saturday, December 9th. The final is Saturday, the 16th of December. Um, and it's sort of like a carnival vibe, DJs, bands, food. Um, it's sort of got it all if you, if you want to get along and watch the trots. All the paces I'm learning now. Yeah. <laughs> If you like your trots or your paces or you like a good time, Tom, yeah. what I'm hearing, if I'm if I'm hearing correctly, and I like to think that I am, yeah. the inter-dominions where you want to be. That's where you want to be. And you want to be on Majestic Trio, Send It, or... Captain's Knock. Captain's Knock. And I've I've also got it on good authority. That the great and the powerful Jared Craig will be there ripping in. He'll be ripping. I'll be there. And he'll I'll be there. Him. I'll be there. It's a, it is, it's a good spot. It's just a good spot to go to and... Uh, you mentioned all that, but it's it's a good good spot for the kids. You can take the family in that as well. Um, they they got all the kids stuff there, and it's like I mentioned before, it's just easy to get to, easy accessible, and it's in Brisbane, and it's Christmas time. So what could not be to love? Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect time. It's well, it's silly season. It is well, it's well, it's truly silly season. Well, and truly, silly and season. then after, and then after Chris, you 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 get into horizontal season. Yeah, I, that, I don't want to bore you. <laughs> no, we don't want to bore you. Here, horizontal Jared, but... season is basically <laughs> horizontal. Uh, from about December twenty till what January seven? Nah, if you can stretch it. Well, for you, you're in February. Yeah, you're looking forward to not coming back January eight and we get told I'm fat. Yeah, well, see, that's it, right? Are you are you like approaching just sort of general life with much more of a fuck it attitude? Where you're like, I yeah, I'll do, I will eat this, or I will not train, or I will, you know. Yeah, I haven't done it. I went for a run with me, Mrs. Last week. She pushed the pram. With the young fella in, and I got, we got 1.5k, and I said, I've got to stop. She's a good runner. <laughs> Mate, I was like, fucking pull up, I'm going to die. Oh, so you've, <laughs> you've then, really let yourself go. But, but in my defense, <laughs> I was never that good at running. <laughs> I never ate really well, and I always drank, but I just had training around it to <laughs> yeah, keep me yeah. healthy. So now I don't. Now I've got to train. So 
Um, oh, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to indulging, but I'll need to start doing something pretty soon too. Keep yourself physical and active. Yeah. Well, good, good on you, Something. mate. I tell you what, you you you're really giving hope to the to the punter and the dribbler out there that goes. You know what? I like drinking and not running that far. Maybe I can play three hundred games. Put a head gear on a week. Yeah, it's that golf. <laughs> mate, thank you very much for uh, for having a chat with us. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, good luck with obviously everything post career. I uh, I uh, I imagine that we're going to see you. Maybe we'll have a trot and we'll do battle. Uh, you know, one of these days at Menangle, we'll see. But, done, um, done. mate, yeah, just great to chat. All the best with everything, and uh, hopefully, we catch up again soon. Nah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Next time, I'll um, make sure I'm in Canberra with a computer and that have my father in law's headphones in. It'd be great. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. No that's absolutely fine, mate. You know what? Next time, we'll make sure we're, we're in the same room, yeah, yeah. whether we're yeah. in Canberra we or you're in Sydney. That decanter in the background, yeah, yeah, exactly. There mate. we go. We'll get into it. We'll now we're talking. In. Now we're talking, mate. Good to chat. Thanks for having me, boys. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Could you two just not talk anymore? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.